0: Hello, hello, everyone. This is Josh with the Synchronized Universe podcast. Coming at you on this fine Tuesday morning on my way to work. Glorious, be it, going to work at 4.30 in the morning. I guess it's better than when I was going to work at 3.45 in the morning. But it's all good. In any case, it's been a little bit since I did one. Started a new job or a new position at my work and it's uh you know trying to learn the ropes and all that can be stressful at first but in all honesty the job is ultimately it's much much less stress on me um i definitely miss a lot of the people that i work with every day but the fact is you know i realized that i was under a tremendous amount of stress at my other position you know i mean it is what it is Sometimes you gotta <laughs> admit things like that to yourself and just try to accept it. Like, you know, your work can be a good source or a bad source of stress in your life. And I mean, there is no good source of stress, I guess. But, you know what I'm saying? You, sometimes you gotta look at that and be like, oh yeah, this is definitely causing most of these things because it's important to realize that because stress is, uh, you know, scientifically proven to actually damage your body, like, you know, being in stress or under stress for a long period of time literally destroys your body, and uh, I think it's interesting that they talk about that, you know, because there's a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you look at, I'm not sure if that's actually how you say his name, but that's how I'm saying it, okay? Anyway, um, if you look into the new, new science coming out about, you know, neuroscience and stuff like that, you know, we... He's, he postulates a, a whole theory on it. He's like, you know, uh, if we believe that stress, you know, you can actually turn on the stress hormone in your body by thought alone. So it's proven, you, can, you know, scientifically proven by mainstream sources that our thoughts can create stress. And he says that the opposite then must be true That our thoughts can also create health. And a lot of people laugh that off, and you know, like, oh yeah, that's BS, pseudoscience crap. But it's crazy, you know. You can you can sit here and firmly believe that, you know, because these mainstream science people will tell you that your thoughts can create stress. But the opposite can't possibly be true, right? And you know, that's that's the realm that we get into. It's like unless these mainstream sources tell people, you know, uh, that these things are true, that's, oh, yeah, it can't possibly be the case. But I'm telling you, this guy is a very well-respected guy, very well-respected scientist. And again, he's saying that, you know, we've confirmed that science, you know, that our thoughts can create stress. Um, And he's also saying that it's definitely... You know, there's, they're working on the studies, again, to prove it, but it's finding the funding to do it is the problem. And they don't want to fund stuff like that because they don't want you to know that, you know, generally speaking, you know, we can be the cause and effect <laughs> on almost all our ailments. And uh, the fact of the matter is, on all that, the industries controlling medical science and all that stuff don't want us to know you know how much power how much sway we have over our own body they want us to come to them for all the medical stuff and us to come to them to treat all these random symptoms that they're never curing anything like our medical system does not create cures like, that's where people, you got this, you know, they're blind because they just believe that these, these people are out, you know, trying to help them, but they're literally profiting off sickness. Like, with the cancer, you know, cancer industry. I call it industry because if you don't think it is, you have not done enough research. You have not opened your eyes enough. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. T- cancer treatment is. Do you think? that they have any interest in actually curing it? Or do you think that, uh, you you know, the cure just hasn't been found yet? So like, not only is the search for the cure in industry, (laughs) the (laughs) treatment is an industry. So like, to me, this is like a front, like the the race for the cure stuff, that's that's a front. It's a, it's a funnel for money, probably for shady, you know, ultimately shady sources. You know, a small percentage goes here, small percentage goes here, you know, essentially giant money laundering operations, right? You know, there's a lot of people who have looked into all that and it's, there's a lot of truth in that. But that's outside the scope of what I'm talking about here. Um, and the reason why all this is important is because it, like one of the first books I ever got into, like when I started really, really opening my mind and getting into reading, was a book called "The Power of Your Subconscious Mind" by Joseph Murphy, Doctor Joseph Murphy, and uh, he's a you know one of those I think he's like they call him new new thought church people. I don't know, I don't for lack of a better term to describe. Okay, don't don't uh, don't be upset by that. But it's the idea, you know, like when you read, for example, like the Bible. There's a lot of passages, if you read them right, and you really understand what the psychology of what they're saying. Like, for example, trying to teach you how to pray properly. There's a reason why, you know, they say, you know, when you, when you ask for something in prayer, you need to believe that you already have it. I don't know the exact Bible verse, but so I don't want to quote it. But it's like, believeth that you are. It's essentially, when you're praying for something, you should already accept that you have this item. Like, because asking for something is, you know, you're creating the fact that, yes, I don't have it. Like, you need to, A, I accept, you know, uh, I accept my new car as mine, for example. You know, and visualize in your mind, you know, what this car is or somebody, you know, you, you know, purchasing this car in your mind, etc. Or, you know, even somebody giving it to you. Like, this stuff sounds crazy, but... For me, like I've proven this ability over and over again to myself. You know, it takes repetition every single day doing, you know, the uh, like the power of positivity thing. That's why they say, you know, you do it for 30 days. Wake up, you know, write five positive lines about yourself. I am healthy. I am great. You know, that kind of stuff, because it quite literally will change your perception of you. And, you know, once you change your inner world, your outer world starts to change as well. And that's, you know, that's another deep psychology subject is like your inner worldview. Like, that's why when you're, you know, in relationships and whatnot, you need to uh, see how your partner and how the people around you perceive the world because they look at the world differently than you do. So in order to truly understand somebody, you have to understand how they perceive the world. That's what true communication is. You can't communicate with somebody on the on these surface levels without knowing how they view it. You know what I mean? Because the you know anybody can take a statement, you can take a statement infinite ways. Like <laughs> there's you know plenty of examples of that too. Um, but I'm slowly starting to see you know because I looked at this uh, back in you know, 2017, 16, I think it was when I really started getting into the idea of the subconscious mind and I became obsessed. You know, I bought every single one of Joseph Murphy's book, read every single one of these. And, uh, I've proven it to myself, you know, on many occasions that we can influence our reality. We can influence, you know, people we will see every day at work, you know, people like you really, really can Um, and you know it's something again. It's hard to accept, but I promise you, the people that are running the world truly understand these concepts. And you know it's like the one of the episodes I did of this podcast called the placebo effect, and the the subconscious mind is the exact thing behind the placebo effect, which I said in that episode too. And again, people just accept the placebo effect as some kind of a. Random miraculous thing. Oh, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Like, so you can be given a fake medicine and literally have your body, you know, if you've taken this medicine before or whatever, can have the reaction that you took medicine. And, you know, it's crazy to me that people don't really look at that and like, wow, that's miraculous. Like, how is that possible? You know, they don't really tell us. They just know. They just tell us that, hey, we use these things in studies. Um, and it's, it's insane. And, you know, there's, you look into the stuff that's been done for, uh, under hypnosis. You know, back to like Sigmund Freud and stuff like that. Like, it's insane. You can, you know, hypnotize somebody, give them a cup of water, tell them it's alcohol. And, you know, tell them that they're going to get inebriated by it. And they will do exactly that. They will act out, you know, they will literally be drunk. And this is, you know, people under hypnosis, so like you're essentially giving a command to their subconscious mind directly. And again, people believe that hypnosis is possible, they believe, you know, the placebo effect exists, but they don't ever ask the question, why? And... I don't know, man. I think it's because, like, as a whole, we've been conditioned to think that that kind of stuff is not possible. Magic, you know, that kind of, it just doesn't exist. You know, nothing, there's nothing more than what's in front of our face. And, you know, this is not just from, you know, people who only accept the mainstream views. It's also from people who, uh, like, you know, serious followers of the Bible and stuff like that. But the Bible is quite literally full of examples on you know proper ways to pray and that it literally will tell you exactly how to do this you know it just you just got to know where to look and if you take it with these advanced spiritual perspectives in mind like you can get actually a lot of stuff from the bible a lot of history that they're confirming is true from the bible i'm not talking about the beginning of genesis you know where god created the universe blah blah seven days Ignore that part because that is a shortened, shortened piece from the Sumerian tales. And you know, I've had people message me on that and be like, "Oh, how do you know that that's the case?" Well, if you've read the Sumerian versions of these stories, you would know (laughs) that the Bible is a shortened part of a lot of these. You know, the beginning part of the actually a lot of the stories in the Bible are, but like Genesis as an example is a shortened version of a lot of the Plumerian stories. And, uh, I don't know. To me, it's fascinating, but... I really wanted to get on and talk about the mind and stuff like that because I've been under a tremendous amount of stress, and especially during the holiday season, you know, getting all these gifts for the kids. I guess I don't have to do that, so I put it under myself, but... I don't know. I want the kids to have a good Christmas. I want, you know... And it's... I guess it just puts a I put a lot of unnecessary pressure under myself or on myself. I mean, I don't know. But in any case, I would say, you know, if you're looking for a way to start looking for a path to start looking into, like looking into the, you know, the works of Sigmund Freud and, uh, uh, Carl Jung, you know, that kind of, that kind of psychology is, really really important to look into because it gives you (laughs) a clear understanding that there is a lot more capabilities we have in our minds than anybody believes in this day and age and you know that's why i take psychology and stuff like that with a grain of salt because like when i was taking psychology courses i was pursuing my bachelor's degree um there's you know, they, they teach you part of psychology, but they don't teach you anything about, you know, you learn about Sigmund Freud, you learn about, uh, Carl Jung, but they really don't go heavily into that because, you know, that they were considered, uh, fringe science, right? See, (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot of science that I don't accept because they're like, oh no, you, that's, they, they throw around the, uh, impossibility stuff. They throw around, around, uh, pseudoscience you know because they're not university backed or whatever and uh, that was an argument that i had with my son the other day i was talking about you know the difference between pseudoscience and science and really there's no such thing as pseudoscience you you not have fake science okay that that's not a thing so the idea this idea comes from the fact that people You know, if it's not a university-backed thing, for example, a university-backed research study, that it can't possibly be correct. And what does that actually mean? So Most of the stuff that we accept in society, you know, most of these scientists putting out these mainstream articles are backed by a university or some kind of a government organization. Because these people are funding the projects. They're funding the, you know, the exploration of these you know, or the archeological digs and whatnot. So when that happens, you know, there's plenty and plenty of cases of these. The people researching the stuff, you know, they have to give their information to the university before they publish it. And they allow or disallow what they can publish in their stuff. And, you know, that's red flag number one. (laughs) So... There's been plenty of cases where people are like, you know, they don't tell the truth because they can't. You know, they they will lose their, you know, essentially lose their funding. They will be subject to ridicule. This is a big thing in the UFO subject. There's been people that have refused to come out for (laughs) decades because it would destroy their reputation. And that's the thing about it is most of these people are not gaining anything monetarily by coming out with that kind of stuff. So the idea that you know just because somebody is not backed by a university automate automatically makes it pseudoscience is is silly. And that's you know become a weaponized term to describe anybody who thinks outside of the box, anybody who thinks outside the mainstream paradigm. Like again, it's important to really, really look at alternative studies because you have no idea the work that's been done in the world because like we only accept what we're told in National Geographic or what we're told by NASA or what we're told by, you know, any other government organization. Like it's wild what you really start to look into it because it opens your mind to a world that shouldn't exist according to what what they're telling us. You know, according to science, we when we die rot in the ground, nothing happens. You know, we become energy as, uh, I mean, yes, I do believe we do come to become energy, however, like, there's most, a lot of people believe that we nothing happens at all, like, we this is it, you know, this is all there is, and there's nothing else out in the universe, there's people that believe the earth is flat, there's people that believe, you know, you know God or Jesus is coming back to get us all, um, it doesn't really matter what you believe, like, the idea is to keep your mind open and don't close it. You know, if you believe in religion, ultimately believe, you know, believe in religion, believe in God, you know, accept what you need to do to give yourself uh, energy to get through the day. But the idea is you need to open your mind to any possibility going on in the world. Otherwise, you'll never learn anything new. If you close your mind to... To any new information, any new book, you'll never be more than what you are. And that's, again, all to, one of the main drivers behind me doing this podcast is because I want people to question the world around them. Just like I have. Like I don't have all the answers. Not even close. I'm just the person trying to get through the day and, you know, dealing with the stresses of the world. But if I can reach out And try to help somebody or get somebody to question the world around them or you know anything then to me i've succeeded i can even reach one person and that's you know that's what's important to me so again that's why i'm here you know i was trying to give people like the idea you know that the world is more than what we see you know on the physical it's very important, you know, look into the powers of your subconscious mind and I can give you like brief ideas on how to properly pray. That's a good one. Um, so I'm going to touch on that subject really quick before I get off and go to work here. But so in the power of your subconscious mind book, this is a vital importance, so it teaches you the power of self hypnosis. So he talks about all the work that was done by Carl Jung and, uh, you know, that he was doing with patients under hypnosis. And he teaches you essentially, like, what it is ultimately and what prayer really is, is self-hypnosis. Like, you're not asking a deity in space or in the universe for something. That's not what you're supposed to do. The, you know, the God, the spirit, or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, is inside of you already. And your subconscious mind, you know, the part, your, your the thing that controls your involuntary movement, movements, your, you know, your breathing, you know, how it keeps you alive. You don't, you don't control your breathing unless like you want to. You can consciously control it. However, things like the beating of your heart, you know, stuff like that. Like your subconscious mind is way more than you believe it is. So the idea of self, self hypnosis is you get yourself You know, sit down in a chair, get comfortable, even lay down. I do it when I'm laying down. Is to get yourself into a sleepy, drowsy state. Like, you know, just about to fall asleep. And, you know, a lot of the things they say to use is like, you know, make what you want. Your prayer, make it a lullaby that you can repeat to yourself. Make a rhyme, a little jingle, if you will. Repeat it to yourself in this sleepy, drowsy state. You know, repeat it. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it, keep doing it until you fall asleep. And then you continue doing this every single day. You know, this is the part that always breaks me because, like, it's hard for me to—it's uh, been hard for me to do, you know, do it habitually because I got so many different things going on at home. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to get the kids. A lot of times, you know, when I get these kids to bed, I haven't fallen asleep because I'm already exhausted. But <laughs> anyway, um, yes, yeah, so you get yourself into these sleepy, drowsy states. And you do this every single night, repeatedly, you know, you try to do one thing at first, try to say, you know, like, I'm, I don't know, just something simple that you want out of life, you know, something that you want to change in your life. Maybe you want some money, like there's plenty and plenty of documented examples where people like have written into this guy, have told them, you know, that stuff actually works. And whether you're not, or you want to believe it or not, you know, there's, he's got, he lists so many different people that have tried it and it works like you literally have nothing to lose like nobody's selling you anything right now at all like i'm telling you the exact method of doing this again get yourself into a sleepy drowsy state make a mantra make a song you know there's anything that you can do you know any number of ways that you can do this something that's going to stick into your mind get stuck into your head like a song and you know say you want to change the outcome of something like You're really stressed about something that's going to happen, you know, like um, you're waiting on news. So anytime you think of this news, a lot of people like me with anxiety and stuff like that, they stress out and overthink and like, oh my God, they see doom and gloom. So now what I do when I have a stressful thought or a stressful situation that I'm waiting to hear news for is like, anytime I think about it, I change my thoughts. Like it's being worked out in divine order is usually something I use being worked out in divine order. Anytime that thought comes up, or you can even use this when you're uh, dealing with stress in your relationship, like anytime, you know, negative thoughts come up about your partner, for example, you know, like instead of thinking these bad thoughts, you change it, you redirect the thoughts. That's the, you know, the idea behind the power of positivity too, like redirecting, you know, like start thinking loving thoughts toward that person and dude, it'll change everything because that doesn't just stay inside your mind. Like the idea that thoughts are just, you know, floating around in there and don't go anywhere is is incorrect. Like we are all connected in mind. And that's one of the other things that Sigmund Freud and, uh, Sigmund, yes, Freud and, uh, Carl Jung were talking about is there is one mind common to all men. And what that means is that all of us are ultimately connected in mind. And that's through the subconscious. Like that's that's how psychic stuff works. That's how, you know, whether or not you want to believe it, there's plenty of documented cases where that, you know, there is such thing. I'm not talking about the people you call in, Miss Cleo and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm talking about real psychic abilities. And anybody has the abilities. They're latent inside of us all of us do. And you know, you can look into that too. Like we're just taught from a young age that that kind of stuff is impossible. And when you believe that something is impossible, your mind accepts that dominant thought and then you don't believe it. And that possibility becomes cut off from you. Like you are what you believe. You talk you tell yourself that you're a piece of crap all day long. That's what you're going to believe. You start spending 30 days telling yourself that you're great. I am great. I am healthy. I am, you know, uh, you know, positive. I'm, you know, perfect. I'm. You no, know, there's any things you could say, okay? The I am statements. You know, I'm going to cover that under a different one because I'm about out of time. But ultimately, that's the idea behind the I am statements. Because what you say after that, you become, and. I promise you do this for a little bit. You start to notice changes in your body, but you have to commit. This is something you got to commit to. Just like with prayer, you're supposed to commit, you know, do it every day, believe it. And then you got to match that vibration. Like if you want change, you want, you know, better health in your life and stuff like that. You got to actually make changes as well. You know, your mind can only do so much. You know, you also have to step up and start making the changes, too. Like, many people want somebody else to fix all their problems. They want God to fix all their problems. They want, you know, somebody else to come save them. And the fact is, you have to save yourself. Like, you're, you you got to be the hero of your own story. And... You know, it's like the the book, A Hero with a Thousand Faces. You got to go on a hero's journey, and you have to be the hero of your life. And the ways you do this is, you know, stop accepting the things around you as they are. Like, stop uh, doing the same things, expecting different results. Because that's insanity. Literally, it's the definition of insanity. And... Like you can, you can do these things, man, just like I can, you know, I forget a lot of the times and I get depressed. I get, you know, caught up in the world around me. And sometimes I got to stop and, you know, for example, doing stuff like this, you know, this is important. It's an outlet. It's a place for me to talk about all these things that I've learned over the past several years. Like, you know, I honestly be, I forget how much I've learned, how much I know about these, you know these subjects until I really start talking to random people about it. Like I've watched, you know, tons and tons and tons of videos, tons of documentaries, read tons of books on this subject. And it's, it blows my mind. You know, it's an area that people really don't talk about, man. Like you don't, you talk about the regular people about it. They're like, Oh my God, what is this guy? And you know, that's because people are stuck in their ways. And you can be stuck in your ways in many different ways. You can be stuck in your ways as, you know, a religious fanatic. You can be stuck in your ways as a, you know, a flat earth fanatic, uh, any kind of fanatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can believe, you know, as an atheist, you can be stuck in your ways on that, you know, but like I was telling my mom the other day, like I have friends that are atheists. I have friends that are, that you know, that are pagan, that are people that, you know, believe Satan or Satanists or whatever you want to call them, like. I have friends from all walks of life and none of that matters to me. I don't care what somebody's spiritual beliefs are. I really don't. That's not my concern. You know, other people's paths, you know, what they ultimately choose is not something you can control. And somebody tells you that, Hey, you know, this is what I believe. That's awesome, man. You know, I hope that helps you. That's really all you should say. Send loving thoughts. Don't ultimately, Look at them negatively in your mind because you shouldn't do that. Because as the law of one states, and as I've stated many times, that person ultimately is you. All of us are the same person. And that's the ultimate truth of this universe. That's what it means when you should treat others the way you want to be treated. The reason is, is because that person is you. And you are them. We are all the creator acting out, you know, different, different ways to acting, acting out these scenarios in different ways in different places. Like the universe is all stems from, all stems from one living being. And that ultimately, whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, etc. like that is the truth. And that's hard for people to accept because they want to believe in the sky daddy who's, you know, going to come and save them and stuff like that. And ultimately, you can believe, again, whatever it is that you want to believe, but you shouldn't wait for somebody to come save you. You need to save yourself. Like, you can get up. There's lots of things you can do every day to make a change in your life. Just like, you know, I need to take my own advice and, you know, make more changes. I I made a change, went to a different place and work. It worked out for me pretty well, you know? There's other changes I need to step forward. It's scary. 100% scary. It's so much easier to stay where you're at. But the truth is, if you're not happy where you're at, why are you doing it? That's, man, that's the truth. But in any case, I'm out of time. I'm about out of work. This is Josh with the Synchronized Universe Podcast. And Alex, sir, if you're listening, I hope you have a wonderful day now you can't say i didn't finish one for you (laughs) much love my friends anybody who's listening i truly appreciate you even if there is only two or three people who knows like that doesn't matter to me if i can reach two or three people then i have succeeded in my mission with this podcast much love my friends i hope you all have a wonderful day